This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is episode 148 of This is the G Podcast. Yes, yes. And in talking to Vi, y'all, it just doesn't happen like this. And, and you know, we, we go out all across the country, worldwide. Um, but it doesn't happen like this in Atlanta when you got two teams, two professional teams winning, or one professional team, one amateur, one college team, but two big teams who win back-to-back, well, two weeks in a row. So I got to give it up to the Falcons last week and this week, and also, of course, the Bulldogs are number one. They, they, we're going to talk about the Bulldogs, by the way, and how they're winning, man, you know, by so... So, so hopefully, but don't don't look down, don't look away. <laughs> I know you don't want to have the conversation, but anyway, uh, we got it. We're gonna have a conversation about it. But this is the G Podcast episode one forty eight. Uh, y'all welcome. Uh, thank you so much. You know, last week I, I do want to before we get started thank Onyi Love, uh, Onyi dot Love. Uh, last week uh, she was definitely our expert on cuffing as we entered cuffing season. And we've got a guest coming up in a few minutes uh, who's really looking out for safety. So cuffing last week and and this week, you know, looking out for your safety. And, and you know, so definitely we'll be with our guest in just a few minutes. Uh, but we do each week news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only Tanya B. Uh, Tanya B is at a very special event this weekend. And we're going to get to that right before the tea uh, in honor of her father. want to definitely make sure I mention that. Uh, but my brother from another is here. My brother from another mother, uh, the country commentator, the pride of Mary Persons High School, currently in Columbus, but hometown. Where you at, man? Hometown. I want I want you to say it. Say it for me one time. Bye. Forsyth, Georgia. There we go. The Mary Georgia. High School Bulldogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. They lost this weekend, but we'll forgive them. Yeah. <laughs> did we lose? Did we lose? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Give it up for Vi, y'all. In the building. Yes, 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 yes. And um, man, Vi, I'm going to get to you, Vi, because we definitely need to talk about some of the things that occurred in sports uh, over the last week. Uh, really, uh, you know, almost uh, sports heavy week, with the exception of, of Ian, uh, for all those folks who are, are dealing with, um, you know, uh, the hurricane, uh, especially folks in Florida. Uh, we'll get some details with Syracuse Mike in just a few minutes. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, our, you know, folks who follow the podcast, friends, family, uh, everybody's safe and secure. And, um, you know, the key now is uh, I think it's more about finding and recovering uh, and, and definitely rebuilding. So we'll get to that news with Syracuse, Mike. But first, uh, I, I got to shout out. Uh, first of all, is you here? Uh, Ronnie, you there, man? We run yeah. you away, okay? Yeah, because yeah. some guests they hear us talking like, "Oh no, oh hell no." We got, <laughs> but, but appreciate you, man. Thank you, first of all. And see, he's one of the few guests who I will allow to come on by phone because his information is just so critical. I said, "Man, I don't care." You know, it's kind of like um, just get there. That song, you know, you, you got three ways. Just tell me how you gonna come in here, man. And and um, you know, we're officially in October, Ronnie. Um, it's fall. You know, people are talking about basically uh, COVID restrictions being pulled back. You got football, basketball concerts, the movies. Uh, people are just engaging again. So with all that, people are out and about. And I invited Ronnie, um, Ronnie on. Uh, Ronnie Wyatt is a law enforcement professional, almost 40 years in the business. 
of law enforcement, currently working in South Metro Atlanta, the area, the metro area. Uh, he's gone from being first on the scene to now more of a strategic managerial situation in law enforcement. Uh, and he's also one of my turntable brothers from uh, the uh, Million Dollar Record Pool back in the day when he was young. Uh, you know, so so he's going to uh, address something at the end, uh, something that, uh, you know, my, my folks from the pool were trying to put together on the digital side. So with that being said, I got to give it up. Y'all give it up for Ronnie Wyatt. How you doing? How you doing? Man, thank you so much for being on, Ronnie. And you know what, man, because of your importance and, and, and this is your inaugural visit on the show, you get the air horn. You get the air horn too, bro. And, and it's Sunday too. And the Falcons won today. Uh, so we all in a good mood here, man. But let, let me ask you, you know, Ronnie, um, you and I, uh, and, and you know, if we, it, it's been years since we spoke, but we had a really good conversation in setting up this interview, man. And, and you and I talked about, uh, in, you know, law enforcement. And uh, I want you to share a story, man, with me, because you talked about as a law enforcement officer or professional, how your family responded to you after a lot of these high profile situations, especially you pointed to your 82 year old father uh, who grew up, you know, in an era, you know, as you know, with the police being, uh, you know, not looked upon positively. So give me a little bit of uh, give our audience a little bit of that insight, if you would. Well, 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 first, we have to clear up one thing. Um, We live in two Americas. Um, and, and, and I'm using the number two um, because there are so many different nuances, meaning that we have so many different cultures. But basically, during my father's time from the 40s, I mean, he was born in the 40s, that, um, you know, it was black America, white America. So when we say that the police were not viewed positively, they were by white America. So mm. by black America, we know that the mistreatment and uh, abuse was legal at, at that time. And so that's what he grew up with. You know, it wasn't until 1968 in Georgia that a black police officer could arrest a white person. Wow. So so, so much has changed during his lifetime. So it, it's it's difficult, that, as they, they would say, to to teach an old dog new tricks. Um, it's difficult to change his mindset. Not to say that we're still not in two Americans, uh, but the one thing that has changed, even though the system sometimes doesn't uh, prove it or stand by his word, hmm. um, that treatment is no longer legal. And so uh, because uh, all too often we see it played out on television that um you know, a police officer uh, gets away with committing what in our hearts and minds is a, is a crime. Um, you know, that brings about a level of doubt. And for him, that's an aha moment. So anytime there's activity, <clears throat> questionable activity between a police officer and especially a person of color, um, you know, my, my sen- the seniors in my family who have had that experience, are less trusting of um, of the police, and even though I happen to be part of the family, so I, I often get that oh, you're a police officer, so you're on their side. Hmm. So, so clearly there's a their side versus our side 
uh, situation. And so, and, and that's one of the, the difficulties that I have when dealing with my family, my father, and they are convicted in, in their experiences. So I, I you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to change that yeah. uh, in light of our media today. Yeah. You and I had a conversation even about the Rayshard Brooks shooting. Uh, right. You know, that situation, uh, get into that a little bit, you know, in terms of, and, and of course, if you don't know, uh, that shooting occurred in, in uh, a few years ago uh, near the downtown area where he was shot after getting a taser um, and he was shot fleeing, fleeing with the taser. Um, so, so give us, you know, basically your insight into that shooting, you know, what you saw and what, what you think as, as an officer. So it, it's, it's, it's stressful because there is a belief that because you're a police officer, you don't see things like that and it doesn't affect you. Mm. So even though we are trained to take a life, I can't think of anyone that I know in law enforcement who has at least admittedly indicated that they're excited about or in, or look forward to the opportunity of doing so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I almost had an accident trying to avoid running over a squirrel. Hmm. But yet I also understand that if in the line of duty, I shoot someone, some folks in the public is going to see me as a person who doesn't care about life. So in dealing with that, I, I, that was one of those instances where it was even more so difficult talking to my family about the Rashad Brooks because, of course, it, it, that whole entire situation bothered me. There were things that I believe that the police could have done better. And, of course, as you know, you were talking about football a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sure during that game, if you were watching it, you were sitting in your chair like you were playing uh, Nintendo or Xbox. Oh, yeah. We, um, we're, we're the armchair. We're the, right. <laughs> we're the armchair so, quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so all of us, we go back, even in law enforcement, we go back and review video over and over and over and over again to see what, what could have gone better. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my only concern was that a life was taken. Mm-hmm. That was the first concern because there is nothing greater than, you know, no greater gift given to us in our life. Uh, so when, when you, when you get there, then your next step is was a law violated or was the law followed? And the unfortunate uh, truth was, was that um, a taser can cause great bodily harm or death. And, 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 you know, of course we were quick to get people on television saying, Oh, a taser is a less lethal weapon. Less lethal means it's not intended or it might not cause death. Now, I'm not sure about any of y'all who go to the casino, but are you going to put a million dollars down on a mic? Hmm. And and so that being, uh, it might not cause me death is a reason for me not to use deadly force to prevent that might from happening. Well, unfortunately, we are taught that the only time we can use deadly force is if we're in danger of great bodily harm or death. Well, I'm a taser instructor, and the package that it comes in tells you that this device, if used by someone not trained or in a manner uh, uh, contrary to our instructions, may cause great bodily harm or death. Okay, okay. 
so so the public not knowing what's being trained they're quick to say oh you should train the officers this or you should train the officers that and so when i talk to people in the public it's a tough message to get to them that uh, our protest is necessary. We should always protest when a when a person is killed by the government, the police. We should always want to be in the front center to find out what happened, what could have happened, you know, so that we can avoid it from happening again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we forget the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther Kings that existed, who protested through intelligence. And what I mean by intelligence, I'm not using that as an insult against anyone, but intelligence versus ignorance. Intelligence is having information. Ignorance is not having the information. Yeah, having the having the information to ask the right questions and, exactly. and, and probe. Yeah. Yeah, I right. got you. I got you. Well let, let me ask you let me ask you about because a lot of that comes into play uh when when we talk about community policing. You hear we're hearing that a lot. You know, even with the new administration and and in our area, uh, you know, I'm on the south side. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is a community liaison, liaison and, and a, a communications director for the county. Um, so you can imagine what having somebody like that does for uh, community engagement. But not everybody has a Shaquille O'Neal, you know, on their department. So so from from a standpoint and, and, and keep all this that we've been talking about, uh, these situations where people aren't prepared or, or, you know, just approaching the problems without the, the information. You know, how do you feel policing, community policing, you know, might make things a little bit better when it comes down to, you know, just engaging with the public, man? Well, when you have someone like a Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal is bigger than a police department. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and his his uh, philanthropy is bigger than a police department. He his his uh, charity is bigger than police department. So he having him there is definitely positive, but that's Shaquille O'Neal. So. Um, I, I, whereas I think he is doing great things. I think Henry County is, is, is smart for, uh, having him and embracing him in their community. Um, and it's, and, and, and all law enforcement agencies attempt to do the same thing, but it's, I think a lot of things are a distraction mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that he is a distraction. It, it takes our minds off of the problem. Mm. You know, um, uh, painkillers take your mind off of the problem. And so when you're taking your mind off of the problem and the problem being the behavior of the police that that is unwanted, then we are shocked back to reality when something else happens. So so what what I would like to see in more communities is an actual the same way you and I sitting down having a conversation. Mm -hmm. It is that conversation between the police and the community before something happens. We we always see it after after the fact. Yeah, so true. And, and so that's what community policing is about: is us sitting down having conversation, us sitting down breaking bread, us sitting down with the community in a in a uh, a situation that's not enforcement. Yeah. Um, and and that also reduces crime, also in the in the in the same light. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of that is, is due to our unwillingness to pay for police. And I say that because we're all, all agencies now are shorthanded, though so they're patrolling by drive-by as, a, as opposed to patrolling by getting out of the car, walking through the neighborhoods, talking to people. 
And you and you mean that by in terms of you know payment in, in terms of pay, you know from, from, well, not, from no, city not to just, city or county to county. Well, I mean, so so yes, there is a there is a major competition for police. You mm-hmm. you would swear it was the NFL draft now. <laughs> so uh, cities realize that the uh, as the standards for policing goes up fewer people are qualified. So now there's a competition for those folks who are qualified to be the police. Okay. okay. And, and so, yeah, salaries and benefits are moving and driving the workforce. So smaller agencies are struggling while, while even larger agencies are struggling. But when you're a city of Atlanta, you've got over 2000 police officers. So you have the, the fluidity to, to, to offset some of that. Yeah. Uh, but um, but what I'm the the point that I'm getting at is that we would much rather our tax dollars go into um, some type of social service hmm. versus uh, law enforcement. Yeah, and and the the difficulty you have is that that some of our politicians have to to lean towards where they're getting their votes from. Hmm. So you have jurisdictions where sometimes the police are neglected. And in, in particular, we have a, a local agency that just gave their officers a 20% raise. Hmm. Um, well, you know, that sounds wonderful, but who gives out 20% raises? Nobody. Right. And when you give it, I mean, not, well, not, you, not, not many. Catching a football. It's a lot of money. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, a big increase. It's a big right. increase. Right. If you're catching yeah. a football, then I understand. So when that happens and you give out a 20% raise and they are still below their their neighbor next door mm-hmm. that's an indication that the the purse holders uh prioritize funding to other things and so i'm not saying that they mishandled or whatever but other things were more important to them than the law enforcement aspect when you see police agencies driving crown vicks uh that's a ford crown vic and that vehicle hadn't been uh, manufactured in what eleven years. Mm-hmm. There's an indication of um, okay, well, what's our importance in this city or in this county? How they prioritize and, the budget, yeah, right. And and yeah. so so of course that that goes into the defund the police, where you have a lot of agencies who are already saying, well, God, how much more defunding can we get? Um, and so. Now police officers are looking at, okay, this agency is going to give me a brand new car, and then I get it assigned just to me. I can take it home, bring it back. Um, They're going to give me a pension as opposed to the 401 um, um, type of pension. Mm -hmm. And, And so those perks are now driving our younger officers and senior officers, if they're not already in some type of advisory role or command role, are saying, hey, look, I can go and sit at home yeah. uh, instead of this. So yeah. so that that, that is uh, where we are right now, where that is concerned. But okay. um, but that takes us away from being able to take time out and stop and walk and meet the people on the, on the beat. Got you. I got you. Well, let, let me ask you and, and shout out to one of our uh, big supporters, Karen Renee. Uh, who's a friend of the show, um, she sent me something and, and she had no idea you were going to be on this week. Um, but um, there is a situation that's happening in a county that happens to be south where 
you know, they're having some major internal problems. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention the city. If you watch the Atlanta news, you know what's going on. And, you know, given the the fact that this this department is having in these major internal problems that are being aired out to the public and in just about a minute, because I do want you to get to the tips. I, I just want some insight. Uh, you know, when people are already distrusting, distrustful of, of the service and then they hear about these kind of things, man, how can how can these departments move forward and establish trust when they see mess that should be on, you know, on uh, <laughs> on ABC or Hulu, you know, that's happening in these departments? I mean, how, how can they move forward beyond that? And, and it's and it's difficult um, because we don't offer um, a new song, or we don't offer um, um, two hundred and sixty yards rushing in a game. So, and, and I say that because we are we can overlook the humanalities of uh, our singers, and and I'll just say the name R. Kelly and won't. Go into detail. Yeah, but we can overlook that for years. Some of us can, <laughs> right? <laughs> not right. A, not everybody, <laughs> right? But go ahead. But 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 you know, we know how long that was going on. Yeah. Both of us haven't been around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but when you're the police, um, whereas with with an entertainer, uh, that's an option. You know, that's that's a given. But with the police, it's an expectation. And so when the police um, make a mistake, no matter how small, no matter how big, um, you know, you have people looking at you like, you know, you're supposed to be the law and yet you're breaking it. Um, so it, it's, it's a tough situation, but that, that brings in the community policing area. We, we, we are excited. I shouldn't say excited. Um, when, it, when it's happening to another agency, it's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of ironic because on one hand, oh man, the heat's off of us today. Hmm. But in actuality, even though they're talking, they're saying uh, John Doe City, the city, you know, whatever that city is, um, it's still on us because all people see is the uniform. Yeah, absolutely. They see that. They, so, they, they, they may even walk by and just say, oh, another police situation again. Here we go. Right. Yeah. And so now that news media is about opinion and their base more so on how many viewers we can get because the more viewers, the more uh, advertisement. <clears throat> the story of a police officer doing well is rarely seen on television. Yeah, okay. But out of 880,000 police officers in the United States, somebody has to be doing well somewhere. Okay. You know, and so the when you have that, it becomes the police responsibility to get out to the community and make sure the community see you doing well. It becomes the police, and I hate to give credit to, well, under the Trump administration, uh, the um, an executive order was assigned that requires, you know, in order for local law enforcement to get funding, mm-hmm. that they must have included in their policies a... Um, um, expectation of intervention, meaning you must intervene when your colleague or police officer is doing you know something wrong. Okay. You have a you have a requirement to there there, there should never have been that. That's always been the law. There just should have been an enforcement on the police part to ensure that their their officers were doing. Yeah. But, and, and and so we have to be more 
public about these arrests. We, we shouldn't have to have a situation where a district attorney uh, attempts to throw a chief of police under the bus only for that chief of police to say, hey, you have three or four cases sitting on your desk hmm. of officers that we've arrested. Wow. So when that happened, and I'll give a shout out to the former chief of Atlanta, Eric, uh, Erica Shields, who did that to a previous district attorney. Um, when you have that, and the public didn't know, not only did the public not know, I'm a police officer, I didn't know that she got arrested that many people, I mean, that many of her own officers and put them there. So we've got to do a better job of making sure the public know that we are policing our own. Because if we don't, they're going to continue to believe that that we're, we're covering up um, things. Yeah. But, you know, for the, for that city that you were mentioning, they've just got to do a better job of getting out with the public because it happens to everybody. Yeah. It's just their turn in the barrel, so to speak. Gotcha. Okay. So again, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned fall. I mentioned, you know, everything that's happened. A lot of COVID restrictions are being lifted. Uh, we're seeing, you know, which probably a few years ago would have been, I, I don't want to say the norm, uh, but now it, it's kind of exacerbated because of the fact that we're coming out of COVID and we've, you know, a lot of us have been, you know, in, in, you know, either in quarantine or restricted, but, but give us some tips, uh, Ronnie, if you would, uh, just a few tips on, uh, the season, because we're heading already have, you know, of course, Halloween's coming up at the end of this month. You've got fall festivals, you've got, you know, football, basketball, all this stuff's happening at once, not only in the larger metros, but even some of the smaller cities, you're seeing, you know, some crimes that are just, you know, pretty incredible. Uh, then you're heading into the holiday season, which would be, you know, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. So give us some tips on on, uh, you know, I, I, I say one guy just told me, hey, just keep your head on a swivel. Um, but but give me give me some tips. Give us some tips, man, for my audience. And, and then, uh, you know, we'll move on. But, but we really want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. And, and, and that keeping your head on a swivel is is important. But it, it goes even deeper than that. Um yeah, and, and I'm going to speak directly to the black community because unfortunately in the black community, we tend not to even know who our neighbors are. So we see things happening in our, in our community. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a roll call and I've heard that a U-Haul truck was backed up in someone's driveway and it sat there all day long. Nobody said a word. Wow. And when that family came home, that U-Haul truck was gone, and so was everything in their home, and people saw it. So, you know, I, I know that we are hesitant to call the police because of the, the bad things that happen, but um, we, we do need to be more proactive and start calling. Um, in other neighborhoods and other communities, they called the police because when they got home, a flower pot was knocked over on their front porch. And they have a right to call the police for that. So we need to start calling the police because it makes no sense that uh, the same neighborhood in a different community, uh, their, their house values are higher than the house values over here. And the crime rate is lower over here than it is over here. Uh, so a lot of that is from not talking. Um, additionally, we have an influx of people from um other communities you know from out from the suburbs who moved in and i've always heard these stories and you know i didn't even have to lock my door okay well you're in the metro area you have to lock your door 
Um, so it's not leaving things on your seat in your car. Um, you know, knowing exactly where you're going, put the cell phone down, you know, look ahead of you. Just like when you're driving, you don't look just right in front. You look down the road to see what hazards are coming up. So usually if someone's going to assault you, they're in plain view. You see them standing there. So if you don't have a plan A and a plan B, um, and that's usually because you weren't paying attention, um, then you become victimized. So, so to avoid being that victim, you have to also start using common sense. We have an influx of, of ladies who are coming up missing because they're leaving yes. somewhere late at night by themselves. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of that going on. I, I'm a guy who carries a gun and I opt not to do a lot of things at night by myself. I don't go to the ATM at night by myself. You know, so there are things like that, that, that are common to us. We just believe it won't happen to us, to us. I don't go into a store and leave my my car running. I don't pump gas and leave my car running. In fact, I put the keys in my pocket and pump gas. So they're, they're the simple things that we know, we already know that, again, we just don't believe is going to happen to us. So a lot of these victims that we're running across will say, I didn't think this would happen to me. And so I think that we could we could offset a lot of the personal safety issues if we just be mindful and, and more importantly, put that cell phone down. Good stuff. You know? Good stuff. Good advice. Excellent advice. Ronnie, you know, man, I, I do want to thank you for taking the time. First of all, it's a Sunday. Uh, you're an active officer, you know, in, in the you know South Atlanta metro area. Uh, so, you know, there's when I called you, man, your phone, <laughs> how many times you have to break away? Hey, I'll be right back. Hey. I, <laughs> so it was like constant. And I could imagine even on the weekend how things are. But uh, in addition to your role as an officer, man, you're, you're also involved uh, with uh, the relaunch of Million Dollar Record Pool. J.R. Dino, who J.R. Dino was at one point uh, pretty involved in law, well, with the law enforcement in the area. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was our uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, what you, you mentioned the name Richard Lankford? Or, yes. Yep, yeah, and Sheriff and, Lankford. And, and yeah. let me say this for the community. We've heard of the um, um, Victor Hills and the, you know, the other black sheriffs who were first or whatever. But I had the privilege of working for the first elected African-American, and that was Richard Lankford. Yes. Uh, he was the first African-American to be elected in the history of the state of Georgia. And very few folks don't, don't know that about him. Wow. He, he is still a uh, active minister and he lives in College Park. Um, I also had the privilege of working for Sheriff Jacqueline H. Barrett, who was the mm. first African-American female awesome lady. elected in the history mm-hmm. of, the, of the United States. So we have history with our with our black sheriffs here in in um, in Georgia. It's, it's not just um, um, about who has the toughest jail. Yeah. So, but we, um, so, yeah. I, and and. Dino was brought into the fold by Sheriff Lankford. And of course, you know, Dino ran the million dollar record pool, which back in the day for the young folks we had was called LPs or vinyl. (laughs) Vinyl, that vinyl. Yeah. Yes. And then then we begrudgingly moved to uh, CDs. (laughs) 
you know, and we fought. We Some fought of us never did. I'll stop playing. You know, you still use the eight. <laughs> so, um, and of course now everything is digital. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still, uh, do, uh, DJing. Um, but, um, so what we're doing, we've, we're getting together a lot of the old million dollar record pool DJs and we're, uh, working on relaunching, uh, with uh, Dino's brother's approval and involvement uh, and leadership, uh, a the million dollar record pool online. Awesome, man! That's awesome. So, Good stuff. You know, we're 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 in the uh, building phase, but it is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so wish us wish us well. We don't have a um, a website yet, but that's okay. coming soon, and I'll make sure I get you the information for how. You know, people will be able to log in and get more information. And of course, if there are any million dollar record pool uh, DJs out there from the past, uh, give me a call. I'm Ron Wyatt. Uh, My number is 678-456-2139. Again, that's 678-456-2139. We're trying to find as many of you out there hiding as we can. (laughs) They will come out now. They will come out. Ron, thank you so much, man. I gotta, I gotta give it up, man. And, and um, I'm gonna ask you your DJ name off the air. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but okay. hey, hey, one, 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 more, one more thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. The city of South Fulton is having um, trunk or treat uh, at Welcome All Park. I don't recall the date, but you can look on there on the police website. Um. The city of East Point is doing it. Uh, Clayton County. Um, Henry's doing, doing it. it too now. Don't forget. Henry. Yeah, and Henry County. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. Um, I, and 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 I hate it because I actually had the dates for everybody written down. Oh yeah. Uh, College Parks is uh, October twenty eighth from six p.m. to nine at the Godby Road Recreation Center or the Tracy Wyatt Recreation Center. Um, and that's they're also going to have a haunted house for theirs. Um, and, and when college park does it, um, you know, you have the Fulton County Sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes Clayton County Sheriff, um, the Fulton County Marshal, uh, city of South Fulton police, um, Marta. So we, we, you know, we, we team together with a lot of different agencies to, to, to create a safe environment for the kids to come out. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much again. Got to give you your, your, your due uh, for taking the time to come on today, man. And of course, you know, can't leave without because you're a new guest. You get the air horn as well, man. Ronnie, oh, Ronnie Wyatt, uh, thank you so much. Continue uh, the good work you do, man, and, and definitely make sure you keep communicating with uh, with the public. And uh, hopefully, you know, can we get you back every now and then? Just kind of give us some updates. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you, man. Take care. And uh, and we'll reach out to you. Uh, and and, and one shout out to a Regia Shabbat. Yes. Me. Let me get Regia. Yes. Regia is the reason. Thank you so much, Regia. But go ahead. Go ahead, Ronnie. All right. And, and you all have a blessed uh, evening and go Falcons. Yes. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Take care. Have a good Sunday. Have a good day. You too. Love that. See, he shouted out your Falcons, too. I'm serious. A fellow fellow Falcon fan. Yes. You know, it's hard to find. But uh, again, thank you, Ronnie Wyatt, 
uh, for coming on. Y'all, let's do this. Uh, you know, Tanya B is, again, uh, off this week. She's in St. Louis, and I'll give you the reason why in just a few minutes. Uh, but let's go ahead and do news, uh, abbreviated news with Syracuse Mike. Uh, it's not going to be a very long show today. Uh, so uh, this news with Syracuse Mike uh, definitely includes uh, the situation with Ian. So we'll get into it right now. Here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the week in news with Syracuse Mike. A new Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll shows Governor Brian Kemp leading challenger Stacey Abrams 50 to 42 percent. In the Senate race, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker remain within the margin of error, with Walker ahead 46-44. The number one issue in the state, the economy. In Washington Wednesday, President Biden touted his administration's efforts to end hunger in the U.S. by 2030. It's the first major initiative of its kind in 50 years. The president tried to thank other elected officials for their help. Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, was going to be here. No, she wasn't there because, sadly, Congresswoman Jackie Walorski died in a car crash last month. The president's latest gaffe instantly gave his critics more ammunition for their arguments about his fitness to serve. Mr. Biden turns 80 next month. Grammy winner Coolio has died. Coolio, whose real name is artist Ivy Jr., was found unresponsive Wednesday afternoon while visiting a friend's house. He won a Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance in 1996 for Gangsta's Paradise from the movie soundtrack for Dangerous Mind. A song that was arguably more popular than the movie. Coolio was 59. In a lengthy testimony Thursday, Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, told the January 6th panel that she still believes false claims that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump. That's according to committee chairman Benny Thompson. CBS News and The Washington Post have published text messages from Thomas to top Trump allies, in which she urged them to investigate the phony claims of election fraud. She also said her husband was unaware of text messages to Mark Meadows, the former White House Chief of Staff. Hurricane Ian slammed into South Carolina, but it's not as powerful as it was earlier in the week. It will still do serious damage. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster had this warning before it hit. Call your family, call your loved ones, tell them where you're going to be. Let let them know that so they won't be worrying about you. President Biden declared a state of emergency in South Carolina and ordered federal assistance for the state. Ian was much more powerful when it hit Florida earlier in the week, leaving nine confirmed dead. There are other reports of up to 15 people killed as a result of the storm. Right now, the focus remains on rescuing people, according to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. First responders are doing uh, targeted searches, just going home by home, checking to see um, if people are okay, and then responding to specific reports uh, if they're missing loved ones. Yeah, and uh, by the way, as we tape today, uh, they're looking at the cost of this hurricane being somewhere between 28 and 100 billion, you know, so it's probably going to be one of the uh, more even beyond Andrew that happened. I think back in the the 90s, uh, it's going to be probably one of the most expensive in Florida, costliest. Uh, and they're thinking about or looking at the insurers are facing probably 68 million or more. Yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. read with some of the insurers of. Uh not going to be able to cover the, cover the damage. Yeah, yeah, they they it, it, it's so extensive. So uh, the death toll right now uh, has surpassed 
as we tape 60. And that's probably going to climb climb over the next few days uh, because, you know, they're they're going home to home. So, you know how that happens, especially in some right. of the probably more remote and smaller areas. So uh, definitely uh, keep the folks in your prayers. Uh, if you have friends and family, we, we hope for the best who are still involved and, and, and caught up in that, especially with the fact that it, it, it came out and then went back in up through South Carolina. So, um, you know, definitely uh, keep those folks in your prayers. The other thing is, uh, you know, if y'all remember, you know, just kind of put it in perspective, Katrina, you know, 1800 in Katrina, totally different situation because it went on because of the levees and the cost of Katrina was over one hundred twenty five billion. So just to kind of put everything in perspective, a uh, couple of things, Kemp and Abrams um, with with Kemp being up by eight, um, you know, that's a, that situation is is concerning uh, because it's outside of the margin of error. Uh, the other thing, uh, the Walker and Warnock is by two. So it's within the margin of error. But my my concern by, you know, again, I think I've mentioned on, on the podcast before, man, I, I just don't know, especially them reaching blacks in the area via phone, these surveys. I'm, I'm just asking, I'm wondering if these companies are able to reach a lot of folks because when the phone rings, I ain't answering. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. I, I, I check my messages on a digital line that I have that's connected to my internet. And we never, we really just use the internet. And and I can hear the messages from a lot of the people who are calling for surveys. So, uh, you know, if you, if you see a number and you've been told, if you see a number you don't recognize, you know, don't answer it. I'm not telling people to answer it. Uh, because you never know who's calling. But but I think that that's going to have a lot to do with these polls. And we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, especially with the last election, the polls can be inaccurate. So so who knows what's really going on with the Kemp Abrams situation. But what it does say is you got to get out and vote. And, and if you're not registered, you know, you got a deadline coming up real soon. You got to register for. Uh, but but, you know, connect and, and let's get that taken care of, because, you know, we're, we're definitely that's November. A uh, month away. OK, uh, the Biden situation with him pointing out uh, a congressperson who had died a few weeks ago or calling for the dude is 80. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The dude, I mean, damn, I forget. It was time. I said it was time. Huh? <laughs> I mean, he, he lived a good life. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying he needs to. I mean, there's, he needs to resign or anything like that. What I am saying. Oh, is, I didn't say that. I just you said you said he's 80. Death, it shouldn't be such a, it shouldn't be such a big shock. He lived a good life. Damn, I'm, I'm over 50. And sometimes I look down and say, Damn, what is that? Oh, I went and got it. Oh, oh, that's tea. I went and got it. You know, so we all slip. I mean, it was, yeah, it was kind of, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but he's going to be 80 in a couple of weeks. Think about that. That's all I got to say. You put that wherever you want to put that. Uh, the Coolio, we'll get into a little bit more detail into that um, in the tea. Jenny Thomas, wife of Clarence Thomas, this lady is queuing on. <laughs> she is, you know, she out there. And, and, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she's hardcore insurrectionist. And and really, the only reason she's going to get away with a lot of this is her her husband's on the bench. Look, you know, she said she still <laughs> believed the lead, the, the election was stolen. Yes. That, that was, that's enough <laughs> to not listen to her anymore. Look, I, like, to give her the Look, what? That's what I'm saying. And your husband's on the bench. Bench. You know, and, and then she had the nerve to even say, oh, well, we don't talk about it. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. Really? No. You don't, don't I, believe that? I don't believe it. I don't believe anything she says. And they just need to move on because she's going to keep lying. Um, 
let's let's go ahead. Uh, you know, one one thing I do want to do because Tanya B is not here with the team, and, and I'll go ahead and knock out the T. But I do want to let people know why Tanya B is not on today. Uh, her dad was inducted. His name's James Early Bird. You can Google it. Uh, he was uh, on WILD in Boston, Pioneer Radio uh, veteran from 1960 to 1970, uh, spent over 60 years in the industry, uh, launched many careers, uh, and uh, he was just instrumental in Boston history. As a matter of fact, if you remember when Dr. King was assassinated, uh, a lot of towns, went, a lot of cities went up in, in flames, and, and he was part of what kept Boston calm. Uh, so uh, definitely shout out to uh, Tanya B and her family, the Bird family. James Early Bird uh, was inducted, you know, posthumously uh, National Black Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, congrats and uh, to to uh, to his family. Also um, inducted into the National Black Radio Hall of Fame. We just got finished talking about J.R. Dino in the record pool. Uh, J.R. Dino uh, of Atlanta was also inducted. So. Uh, Bernard, uh, shout out to you and your fam. That was, you know, Dino's brother. And uh, we just definitely appreciate all the work he did. You can hear, you know, how his work impacted the city, you know, College Park, Fulton County, city of Atlanta. So, you know, shout out to all the folks uh, who were inducted just nationally. I mean, this is a show that reaches a lot of different cities and a lot of folks you might know uh, were at the Black National Radio Hall of Fame being inducted. So shout out. And thank you again. You know, Tanya B will be back next week. But what a, what a, what a great week for her and her family. Definitely. Um, congratulations, Tanya B. OK. All right, y'all. You ready? Here we go. Let's try. Tanya B. Um, Tanya B ain't here. So why you going you gonna to help? <laughs> you supposed to say yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> OK, here we go. Now then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. And I got to say happy birthday. Happy big birthday to number 12 to my Gen Z in the building. Yes, happy 12. And uh, let's get on with the tea, y'all. Rapper Coolio, of course, died at, at uh, 59 years old this week. You know, he was a Grammy winner, won for Gangster's Paradise from the movie Dangerous Minds, if y'all remember that with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and he's also known, if y'all remember, for Slide, Slide, Slippity Slide, the Fantastic Voyage song, which, of course, was uh, a sample of Lakeside's Fantastic Voyage. Uh, but, you know, my fine. And by the way, did you know, by do you know what song uh, Gangsta's Paradise was sampling? Do you know? I know. OK. If you remember songs in the key of life, uh, there was a song by Stevie Wonder called Pastime Paradise. Mm-hmm. So on Songs of the Key of Life, if you go on the album, which is my favorite album of all time, one of my favorites, if not the favorite, Pastime Paradise, you will listen to it and you'll hear that, uh, you know, basically where Coolio got the sample from. Uh, but one of my fondest memories of, of Coolio, I, w- I was working in Dallas and Russ Parr was working. If you if you know, you know, Russ Parr, Bobby Jimmy, Critters, um, uh, Roaches. All that. Um, he was uh, doing mornings for for the station, and Coolio stopped by. Uh, of course, he had already had the fantastic voyage hit, and and of course the uh, the big Grammy winning hit. So he came in, and I I had no idea that he actually you know grew up in L.A. He and Russ, uh, he, he didn't work with Russ, but he knew Russ from listening to Russ and and um, and uh, for my L.A. folks, you know the station K Day. Legendary hip hop station. So rest in peace, Coolio. Great guy, nice guy. Uh, really a very nice guy. He didn't really like when uh, Big Al, I mean Al Yankovic, 
Weird Al Yankovic did that parody of his song at first, but I think, yeah, but they um, they worked it out. He gave him a big hug and they moved on from there. All right. That's good. That's good. The other thing is, uh, I guess we can say congrats to Nick Cannon. Uh, The masked singer host uh, has now had baby number 10 just two weeks after baby number nine. Uh, the baby's name is Rise Messiah Cannon and was born Friday uh, as, as of the taping of this podcast. Uh, and Nick called the birth another blessing and the world takeover of Nick Cannon and his baby mamas continue. It's a world takeover, y'all. That's all I got to say about that. I'm going to leave the rest for Tanya B when she gets back. That's all I'll say. Um, Now, let's go from spreading the bag to getting the bag. Uh, Our favorite actress, Kiki Palmer, announced that she's launching a new digital network. It's called Key TV Network. Uh, You can follow, I think, the network on Twitter is at Key TV Network, all one word. Uh, Kiki's launching the network, utilizing all the content, all her knowledge over the last 20 years. Uh, But it's going to include her acting, singing, writing, directing. And she's also working to collaborate with people. But, you know, that's a great thing to do. You know, she just came off a big movie. And instead of waiting for, for people to give you a show. You take the do show to thing. the people, do her own thing. So do she's your doing, own you know, thing. absolutely. She's doing the digital, doing her own thing. So, so, you know, kudos and shout out to, to Kiki. I love Kiki. I, I, I look forward to it. You know, you remember when she played the football, the quarterback? Yeah, I do. <laughs> in that movie. I mean, she's done some great movies, but Akila, Akila and the Bee will always be my favorite. That's what, Akilah, that's what I remember for Akila the Bee. Akila and the Bee. Bee. Uh, according to TMZ, now you and I talked about this. I want your insight, Vi, because you've been over overseas. Uh, according to TMZ, Antonio Brown exposed himself to a woman in, of all places, in Dubai. So, so it was apparently caught on video. Uh, the network Post got their hands on the footage, uh, which was shot actually back in May. Brown was at the Armani Hotel. Got handsy with the swimmer in the pool. And according to the video, Brown shoved his bare ass in the swimmer's face, not once, but twice in Dubai. What you think going to happen? <laughs> Dude, I mean, don't you understand that they cut stuff off? In Dubai. <laughs> in Dubai. In Saudi women, Arabia. Their women are not allowed to show their face in Yes. Dubai. So he's doing this in public. Dubai. They don't joke. It's going to be interesting to see how this works out. They have their own set of rules, their own set of law, and they're not scared of America. Nope. So this going to be, we're going to follow this and see what happens. But um, this dude, he ain't coming back to football. I don't see that happening. Okay. He crazy. Yeah. Even though he say he ain't, but something wrong. Yeah. Mental illness is real. If he ain't crazy, mm-hmm. he need, I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. If he ain't crazy, why are you doing all this? Yeah. It's interesting, man. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Also, after seven years as host of The Daily Show, um, Trevor Noah is calling it quits. Uh, Noah revealed his plans to his audience last Thursday uh, at the taping in New York. Uh, and, and they really it's really not clear yet. He may have announced it recently within the last day or so when the actual exit's going to take place. But shout out to my folks, uh, our friends in South Africa. Of course, Noah's from South Africa. And, and, you know, I wish him the best vibe because, you know, we, we had a conversation about him not being the best choice for the for the uh, for the Emmys. Um, I'm sorry, for the Grammys. And mm-hmm. but I think, you know, without a doubt, he can continue to do stand up. He should continue to do his stand up. 
And definitely uh, I see him potentially going into movies, you know, but as, as far as um, the Daily Show seven years, I'm surprised it lasted that long because, you know, all these shows you're seeing a lot of these late night shows yeah. are, are going away. You know, James Corden has made an announcement that he's not coming back. You've got a list of folks. So I'm not I'm not surprised that he's made a decision not to come back. OK, uh, the other thing, and, and this is in crazy family news. And, and, and I, I just can't believe three people, a mom, a dad and a son have been yes. arrested and charged with the murder of rapper PNB Rock. So 40 year old Freddie Lee Trone was taken into custody in Vegas. Um, the fugitive suspect and his 17 year old son, he's considered a minor was charged Thursday in the shooting at an L.A. restaurant. According to court documents, Trone's son, who is considered a minor, is the one who pulled the trigger and robbed PNB inside Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. If you know that, if you're in L.A., you know about Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles on September 12th. Uh, Freddie Trone was the getaway driver, and Trone's wife also stands accused of being an accessory after the fact. So can you imagine the mom, the dad, and the son all being convicted and going to prison? So that kid never that kid never had a chance. No, he, he never had a chance. So so I'm sure, you know, of course, if he did that, uh, there's video footage of it and 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 the, the dad being the getaway driver and the mom accessory after the fact. So they did they say did they say why they did? It was a robbery. So they, they, just, they just picked to rob him. No, no yeah. reason. They just rob him. Just rob people because they can. Well, you know, keep in mind that a lot of folks are having conversations as rappers, even going on a lot of podcasts and shows, saying, you know, people know that rappers get robbed because they wear jewelry, and you know, the the thing. And 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 I'm not going to get on here and and, and victim blame, uh, you know, about you know whether whether or not uh, the. Um, uh, his girlfriend should have posted or not. That that has nothing to do with the fact that you know the matter. guy had no reason to rob her, rob him. But you know, this is one of the reasons I had Ronnie on. Uh, you know, because you never know who's planning what. So you need to be aware and you need to make sure that you you know take precautions. So I'm gonna leave it at that. That's uh, right. Cause that's yeah. why when I go when I go my trips and stuff and I post it, yeah. I don't post it to him back. Yeah, there you go. Post it when you're back in the crib. When I'm back in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, man, just a few quickies. Uh, watching Lizzo this week play President James Madison's Crystal Flute in Washington and twerking at the same time uh, was my joy of the week, especially watching people get mad at her for doing it. You know, but, they gave her the flute. What they thought she was gonna do with? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was, on, <laughs> it was on loan. So, so what the hell? So somebody gave her that flute. It's not like she stole the flute. That's what I'm saying. They say here, Lizzo, play the flute. flute. So, and she, Lizzo, Lizzo, devil, Lizzo, do. Yes, that you put it best. No, no said. <laughs> no said, bro. Uh, Evie magazine is claiming that the Woman King manufactured their Rotten Tomato scores. And, and all I have to do, I'm, I'm not even going to go into this story. I'm not even, I, 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 I wrestled with the fact whether or not I wanted to mention it anyway, but I got to just say three words. Shut up, haters. Right. Because that's all I got. Because if, if they when, do this all, people do this, Hollywood does this all the time. But wouldn't Rotten Tomatoes say, say they are manufactured if they, didn't, if they didn't agree with it? Well, you know, my point is the movie was number one at the box office. They didn't manufacture yeah. that. 
<laughs> you know, that people went to see and who it. Is, and who, yeah. is ED, who is ED Magazine? I don't know, man. I'm going to leave it at that. But okay. anyway, you know, they, they posted this and ED Magazine is claiming that the, yeah, but I'll leave it at that. Too much, too much already said about it. Uh, and I got a shout out, friend of the show, my folks in Macon, Georgia, uh, Newton Collier of the Sam and Dave Horns. I'm going to give him, let me, let me see if I can give him, give him, I got to give him the air horn. Let me see. Here we go. Give Newton the air horn, friend of the show. He's being honored uh, in Macon, Georgia in the month of October for all his uh, great, the great things he does in the community. He's on a lot of boards, but but not only that, his musical career, which includes uh, playing the horn for Sam and Dave. Uh, Newton's a great guy, friend of the show, checks us out and shares the show every week. So thank you so much, Newton, for sending me the information, man. You know, I know I know I'll be getting some more from you, Newton. So so keep doing your thing, bro. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you so much. All right. Hey, real quick. uh, You know, I can't I can't leave without doing the expected for my good friends. So um, because I had to do the T-Yog, I got to do double duty by. So here we go. What you watching this week, Tommy B? Got to do double duty, man. Got to do man. Gotta give you the <laughs> main. I'm gonna give you the main. All right, so so here's the deal. You know, fall season is is here. So you know, Atlanta was was crazy. Atlanta reminded me this week of my family. Uh, this week's episode was um, light skinned, and and this is basically every black family has somebody feuding. Two sisters, two brothers. Every black family got a feud going on. So uh, I think every black family, which black family doesn't have a genie uh, who believes everybody hates her because she's light skinned. She said skinned. It's skinned. Y'all know that. Uh, What older black man in a family hasn't felt a little disrespected by when they go into the mall by the younger culture? You know, so they wait when all the young folks aren't in the mall to go in the mall. And, And Cat Williams in this episode said it best. You can't kidnap your own father because kidnapping has the word kid in it. <laughs> so, so it was funny. I mean, you know, Atlanta is what Atlanta is. I've been hearing it all weekend. I mean, when we, what do you get? I said, why, why I keep hearing it all weekend that you can't kidnap your own father? Well, I don't want to give it away because, you know, because it's, it's part of the plot. So for folks who haven't seen it, I'm going to wait and talk about it next week. But, but well, I need, you need to email me if I can go see it. Then, that, I ain't, well, I Atlanta is on, it. it's on Fox. It's on FX. It's on Hulu. You can find it. Go to it's FX. on Atlanta? It's on Hulu, man. On Hulu. What is it? FX on Hulu. Is it a show or something? It's half. It's a half hour. Yes. All right. Don't let me explain Atlanta to you. What's the name? Off the air. What's the name of the show? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Where you been? Oh, the show show Atlanta. Gotcha. Yes. The show Atlanta. Gotcha. Okay. Donald uh, Donald Glover. There we go. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Abbott Elementary is good this week. uh, As Abbott shows their jealousy for the charter school. Um, you know, again, um, it's my favorite time of the year. Y'all know it's my favorite time of the year. Hulu delivers again. Scary content is that Huluween. Um, and, and you know me, I watch crazy stuff. So I had to jump back into Huluween and watch the ABCs of death. So which, that's what next week get the idea from then. They're doing the same thing. Oh, they're doing like Huluween or something. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, they got a, bunch, yeah. got a bunch of either Netflix or Prime. One of them, they got a bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. Scary movies you can watch. Yeah, so so it's October, you know. So Halloween started back in September, just like Christmas trees are up right now. <laughs> you know, so so Halloween, Halloween, you know, it's Halloween month. But but let me tell y'all, I mean, I watched uh, the ABCs of Death 
one, but don't watch that. Watch number two. Now, number two, I don't know where it is right now because it's not on Huluween. But anybody, if you have any uh, thoughts on that, if you've seen both of them, one is trash. Two is the best to watch. Watch number two, ABC's Death 2. That's the one. OK, uh, finally, uh, shout out to The Root, theroot.com. Uh, for their article on best streaming services for the black dollar. So for your money, um, especially in October, they kind of give um, the streaming services that offer the best in terms of delivery of black content for your money. And it looks like Netflix is coming up on top along with HBO Max. But but, you know, I got to look at cutting some of these services before the end of the year. So I'll be giving you some more information coming soon. You know, we love your feedback. Uh, weigh in. Go to the people poll at castropolis.net. Hit the people poll voice message. Love to hear from you or just go to social media. You can leave us your comments there. Uh, go to castropolis.net. Also, because Vi, you got a copy of, uh, and, and I want to get to the tour thing before we wrap up and the question about the Falcons and, and the Bulldogs, but uh, just in time for Halloween, Vi, I sent you a copy of this and, and you made a comment that you were going to read it, but I mentioned this last week that I was releasing uh, a, a novella and Part one, story one is out right now. Uh, it's called The Nightmare Journal, uh, and it's dropped. It's in the Kindle Vela format. Uh, you don't necessarily, you don't need the killer. The, uh, I'm sorry, the Kindle app. Uh, I think you, you just need a if you got an Amazon subscription or whatever, you can read it. But it is at castropolis.net. The link is there. Or if you don't have the link, shoot me a note. Shoot us at the G podcast and we'll send it to you. But uh, it's free, 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 free. Uh, first three episodes, uh, definitely. And they're individual stories. So if you're looking for something for Halloween, trying to get into the spirit, these are three because I, I, I write horror uh, or thrillers or suspense stuff. And, and these are, you know, tales of horror and suspense available to you. So go to castropolis.net. And you'll see the banner. And again, if you don't see it, let me know and I'll take care. OK. And again, there'll be three stories total. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd love your feedback. Definitely give me some feedback and let me know. OK. All right. Vi, before we wrap uh, the show, man, I need to ask you about Tua in Miami. And and if in, everybody saw it, everybody's talking about it. Even if you're not a sports fan, you saw uh, the week before when Tua uh, took the hit. And got up and struggled, almost fell down, and his his uh, you know one of his players had to hold him up. They they took him into the locker room halftime. I guess he came out and they said it was a back injury. Okay, back injury. Um, and it was done by an independent doctor, according to I guess sources. Then we saw on Thursday night football what was tragic. I mean, this guy was basically uh, you know slung to the ground. On his back, he's make almost making hand signals to the point Paralyzed. where he was knocked out. Paralyzed. He yeah. ain't couldn't move. So so what are your thoughts, man? Uh do you think the team was wrong for continuing to plan? Give, give me your definitely thoughts. Bro. You thought team who, who was wrong in this situation? Tua, the team, or everybody was wrong. Hmm. Tua gonna do Tua did what all NFL players do. They want to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're gonna do what they can to play. Plus, Tua trying to make that money. He's known to be injury prone, and he's trying to make that money because this is this is a contract year for him. Yeah. So Tua is going to do what Tua want. Tua going to do what he thinks he needs to do best. That's why the things are in place to protect the player from himself. That doctor need to get fired hmm. for letting him, for approving him to play, and the team should be fine. Okay. Because that was wrong. He could have got killed. 
or so, whatever. So true. So that I understand that if the doctor was fired this weekend, hmm. but the team need to be fired too. The team should not get away there. And his coach talking about he would not play anybody. Dude, stop saying that. We don't believe that because we saw to have a concussion last weekend and four days later, y'all playing him? Hmm. No. So we're not believing it. So no, they were wrong. There's nothing. There was nothing right about that. Nothing. Okay. Got two alive. Everybody know two alive. All right. Moving. Moving on, man. Uh, Falcons won again this week, and we're in the Atlanta area. Uh, hey, if if your team won this week or your team lost, I hate to see Pittsburgh go one and three. I don't want to see Tomlin have a losing season, but it might He'll come back. That that I mean, I hope he comes back because he's he one will. of the few coaches left that has not had a losing season. But what, what what's the what's the uh, future for the Falcons this season? What do you the see? Falcon has already surprised everybody by the way they look and the way they plan. Okay. Falcons going to do. They've already won a many games. They said they they projected them to win. So anything they win now is great. As far as the uh, the Falcon concerned, like the guy said, if we win, if we win more than three games, <laughs> we surpass where everybody thought. We was Dude, do. If they win four, <laughs> I'm ecstatic. But you so know, I'm but I'm gonna say this because he's a listener of the podcast and he's a big fan of the podcast and a supporter. Hitman Howie, our buddy Howie, has already said that he's looking at eight wins this season. Well, Howie, stop! You need to start eating them gummies. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Stop eating the gummies. <laughs> Tighten the gummies out. <laughs> Take the gummies out your diet. Okay. But I, but I'm a big fan of the Falcons fan. Yeah. But I don't see the purpose of winning all these games this year. We're not going saying. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're not going to the playoffs. So why win all these games? Play Let good, me. lose, and get a good draft pick. Can I tell you why? 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 It's about why? butts and seats. They still got to pay bills. They see, still got to get people to come. We to the coming games. to the Falcon game. Win, lose, or draw. We stop. Well, that's we not everybody. That's not everybody. We're not. But most of the folks, like the guy said on TikTok, said, "Look, man, y'all cannot humiliate by the Falcons." Yeah. Ooh, ruin the fact when they gave away free tickets to get bread. So, you know, <laughs> we love our Falcons. But I'm, I'm going to say this, man. I'm cool with the Bryce Young sweepstakes. You know what I'm saying? Did Bryce Young get hurt, by the way, this week, real quick? He did. He did. Is he, he going to be his, all right? They don't know yet. They, he heard it. They say he might have an ACL spring or something like that. Oh, it's, no. It's his, it's his, and it's his throwing show. Uh-oh. The Bryce so Young, know. the Bryce Young sweepstakes <laughs> might have ended. I, you know, so I'm gonna leave it at that. One so last thing, think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. They, don't think, they don't, they don't think it's a serious injury. But I need yeah. also when he said we don't get the Falcons. But I think we need. Did y'all know Georgia Tech won also this weekend? Oh Lord, that's a miracle. They, they, I, they, I need to wait a minute. They beat a ranked. They Georgia beat a ranked. <laughs> they be a ranked team. Pittsburgh was ranked when they beat them. Wow. And they just fired the coach. So apparently they made the right decision by getting they rid of did. the coach. They need to get rid of <laughs> Last Last thing, man, Bulldogs. Uh, uh, we were watching the game because you and I and Howie, man, we on the text. And we check, we're checking out the game. And these guys struggled. They did. Against an unranked Missouri. Thoughts on uh, you still think they're going to be national champions this year? Uh, all I can say – don't worry about the Bulldogs until they lose. Okay. All right. Because the Bulldogs, people fail to realize that's a young team. Yeah, it is. And that's what that's the <laughs> that's the thing that people don't realize. The team last that's year was a full very of seniors. Young team. Full of seniors. A, yeah. a lot of our top receivers did not play yesterday. Yeah. And we lost our best defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So who's who I mean, do you think is gonna be number one? 
when the oh, Alabama. Alabama. Alabama's gonna be number one again. Okay. Oh yeah, no doubt. They, they, beat, so. the, they beat the crap out of their team. And yeah. Georgia gonna Georgia's not gonna fumble on number two because everybody know Ohio State Michigan, they're never gonna make them break over the SEC team because we beat them every time we didn't play, we beat them so bad. So no, nah, we're not gonna get them that. Okay. All right, we'll see. Appreciate you, man. Sports. Sure. And, and we gotta get Coach Art back here too. You and Coach Art on the same time. I don't know if get I can handle that. I don't know if I can handle that. But uh, thanks. He, hey, yeah, he, ahead, breathes, he brings hope to the Falcons. Bring <laughs> yes, him he on. does. He, <laughs> he, loves, he loves him some Falcons, man. I'm glad they won for Coach Art in the fan base, definitely. That's right. I got to say thanks also to a former colleague, a longtime friend, Drew Dawson. He invited me to his class communications department uh, within Pamplin College on the campus of Augusta University. We talked podcasting, had a blast. Uh, the students had to listen to last week's episode before they talked to me. So, you know, they had a bunch of questions. Great, 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 great questions from the, the uh, students. Thank you so much. Wow. And again, y'all, don't forget, uh, get the novella. It's free. Uh, and, and again, here's how I'm doing the novella release. You get the first story now. Second story comes up October 16th. Third story is October 30th. And I may have a bonus if I can, if I can get it done. Um, but the link is on uh, the, um, at castropolis.net and it'll also be in the note. So uh, again, you can check it out. It's, you know, the first, my first publication, the, the uh, nightmare journal and the first story is next. And you'll see me as Tommy B and you'll see the story currently. And, and again, another story is coming up on October 16th. It's a short story y'all. So, you know, it's a short read. Have you read it? Bye. Gotcha. But I downloaded it last night. Oh, okay. Okay. Definitely check I it out. I did download it. Yeah. I, I want to send me your thoughts this week. Okay. No doubt, bro. Right. I will. I support my brother. So, um, Vi and Tanya B got their advances. So I'll hear from them. If not during the week, this week, next week on the podcast, the merch store is open y'all in time for the holidays. Uh, definitely get your, whatever you're going to get, go to the merch store. It's available. Thank you. Officer Ronnie Wyatt. Shout out to you. Thank you again, man, so much. And and uh, keep us posted on what's going on with the uh, Million Dollar Record Pool and J.R. Dino. Thank you, guys. I hope the information was helpful to you. Um, and, you know, I don't always agree uh, with law enforcement. We've been very critical. But one of the things we do agree with, it's a necessary evil. I mean, you got to have. It's a necessary evil. I mean, you, you got to have the police. I mean, I do believe in the mental health component when it comes down you know, to having uh, an option to call people who are definitely having mental crisis, a mental crisis. But, uh, you know, again, thank you, Officer Ronnie Wyatt, for coming in. And with that, y'all, you ready for the benediction, man? I'm ready, my brother. I'm definitely ready. Okay. Hey, let me let me get you ready. Let me get your stuff here. All right. You ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Go ahead, man. Delaying to do good is inconsiderate and unfair. Whether it is repaying a loan, returning a tool, or fulfilling a promise. Withholding destroys trust and creates a great inconvenience. Be as eager to do good as you are to have good done to you. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 27 through 28. Whenever you possibly can do good to those who need it, never tell your neighbor to wait until tomorrow. If you can help them, help them now. Amen. Amen. In other words, people, it's just like we know how we are. If you borrow twenty dollars yes. from somebody and you tell them you're gonna pay them at Friday, uh oh, don't make them come ask you for their money. <laughs> if you go to your neighbor house and borrow his too, don't keep it full of money like it's yours. So people treat people as you want to be treated. Because God, God treats you the way 
you want to be treated. Uh-oh. It's another word, be good. <laughs> Take care of each other. Amen. Amen. Feeling a little convicted. But... <laughs> Sorry, <right>, bye. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Man. Thank you so much, Vi. Appreciate you, man. Now, always, my brother. Slightly, always. Slightly convicted, Tommy. <laughs> Talk to you off the air. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother, man. Appreciate you, man. You, hey. you are a huge supporter of the podcast, man. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, with that, y'all, uh, definitely go to castropolis.net. All things G Podcast are there. We appreciate y'all's support. Don't forget, check out the novella. It's at castropolis.net. Get, get to the merch store. It's all there. Check it out, people. Read it. Re- definitely. Uh, and, and, and hey, remember... Don't have <laughs> Rise up. Rise up. And with that, y'all, <laughs> now last week I jumped the gun. I should have said episode 47, but I just left it there. So episode 48 this week is in the can, y'all. And we are out of here. Peace and Peace. power to the people, y'all. Take care. Power. Amen. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.